here now. Samba. Baboon Force. A legend. There you go. And here we, and we're back. And we're back. You gotta um, you gotta get up close to that mic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I need, I need to be up close. Yeah. So we What's can get all that man? nice bass sound. Yeah. Uh, so, sometimes pe- people told me that I have, have a very good uh, voice for radio. Is you that, do. Is that right? You do. It's very silky and deep. But is is that a thing people say that someone has a good voice for radio because they don't have the look for TV? That is also a thing that is said. Yes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Zambaland podcast. It's your boy GNL Zamba. Ben Wilkins by my side right now. And we have so many topics to explore today. We do? Yeah, we do. I enjoyed listening to uh, your EP. Oh, thank you. That came out. Is it an EP or is it an album? What's the distinction nowadays? Well, I think it just sort of depends on how long it is and how many tracks it is. Okay, we used to know an album is at least 10. Yeah. And an EP is eight. This was eight. This Am was right? eight, yeah. But this it's also sometimes length of music. Like you could have a, an album that's one song that's 50 minutes or something. Oh, okay. Right? I see what you're saying. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it comes from... Um, it's back in the vinyl days. Uh-huh. EP versus LP. Extended play versus long playing, uh-huh. right? So Yeah. And um, I I really enjoyed one of the things that caught my mind was um, the way the songs were titled. Like, what was your inspiration for "Freezing Rain"? To me, that's like something um, in my mind. This is what I'm imagining in my mind, and you yeah. can tell me how f- how far off I am from yeah. from what you are imagining, right? Okay. So to me, "Freezing Rain," I pictured this boy, and because it's a solo piano album, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm picturing this boy in Canada. Like looking outside his window, and there's rain, but that that rain that runs in veins on the window that has become frozen. Yeah. And you're like looking out the window, and you know it's going to be a long winter. It's like some Game of Thrones type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like it's a lot like Game of Thrones in Canada. Yeah, you know? yeah. So what was happening, man? Uh, well, actually, freezing rain is a lot more beautiful than that sometimes. Yeah. Um, we sometimes ha- in Canada used to have ice storms where and where sometimes freezing rain will fall and where it looks especially beautiful is when it hits a tree and all mm. the little branches get a little layer of ice on them. Sometimes they can have as much as like half an inch of ice. Interesting. Or more. Yeah. So then, then now this tree that used to be green and, you know, flowering is just like frozen and it's like a skeleton that's covered in ice. It's pretty beautiful yeah yeah i i imagine i imagine it's beautiful uh i had i had my very first winter i'd always travel to the u.s and travel to europe but i had i always missed the winter mm. i'd never experienced winter until i think it was like three years ago mm-hmm. and uh, i flew into washington and they were having a storm over there it was both scary and exciting at the same time yeah you know? did you play hockey in canada a little bit i didn't play competitively but you know my mother never wanted uh, a son who couldn't skate, so I learned to skate. Yeah. And then I played pickup hockey and, you know, played a little bit sort of more amateur-like. I was more into actually baseball and lacrosse. Baseball and lacrosse. I think I, I know nothing about lacrosse. 
lacrosse. Is it lacrosse or lacrosse? Lacrosse. It sounds like fructose, lactose, and sucrose. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like a food or something. What's yeah. lacrosse about? So, so you're running be... with this ball in your in your basket. Yeah. And you throw it to your friend. I, do they limit the steps that you can run? No, you can How run as much work? as you like. Uh, so let's go. Let's go back a little bit. His, yeah. uh, lacrosse was a game invented by the Native Americans, and huh. they used to play it um, sometimes as a way of not, you know, as a ways of settling a dispute between tribes. Rather than go to war and have a lot of people killed, they yeah. would just have a lacrosse match. See you at the lacrosse match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in exactly that voice but uh <laughs> but um no but they played it they were pretty it was pretty it, it sometimes was a lot more violent like yeah. they would have a lacrosse stick in one hand mm-hmm. and like a club in the other oh wow and they, okay you know, so they were they would get hurt and they would hurt each other and sometimes they would die while playing yeah but that was so that the whole village didn't get sacked you know like they would yeah they would yeah. <laughs> figure out their thing and they'd be like okay that was the game I think it's a fun way to do it. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think uh, figuring out how to solve your conflicts using sports is much yeah. Maybe better all than maybe all international disputes should be settled in the in the boxing ring. You know, either sumo wrestling. <laughs> like, can you imagine Trudeau taking on Trump in a sumo wrestling match? Hey, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think I think actually Trudeau yeah. uh, did box um, like a conservative politician oh, in Canada I, to raise I saw money. Wrest- he had like a wrestling match. No, he had a boxing match. A he, boxing match. Yeah. Who won? <laughs> the he other won. guy. He won. No. He okay. W- cool. Come on. Cool. He was some like I, I forget who it was exactly. But yeah. It was some conservative politician. And do yeah. you think Putin would beat Angela Marco? <laughs> put her in Ooh, a headlock. I don't know. Or do That's you think a, Angela Marco would put Putin in a headlock? I think Angela Merkel's probably got some tricks up her sleeve. I think so too. You know. Yeah. Do you think Theresa May would win against uh, a, a, against the guy from Saudi Arabia? I don't know. I don't know. He's pretty young, so maybe not. But she might be able to. Uh, it might be fun to see her go up against like Ch- Kim Jong Un. <laughs> she would bitch slap Kim Jong Un. Well, it, <laughs> it's pretty funny though. I mean, like Kim, put down the cake. Put down the cake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, the, the, like world politics is funny to me, and uh, always looking at it through. Through that lens of like a busy imagination, like makes me imagine like. Do you know? Do you know how many countries there are on Earth, on the uh, planet right now? I want to say one hundred and ninety-six. No, I think you're way. That's under. It's. I think it's. It's like two hundred sixty-nine countries. Imagine two hundred sixty-nine. I. I think. I think it's like two hundred sixty-nine countries. Imagine all of those with leaders. One hundred ninety-five. Is that current? Is that Google? That's Google. <laughs> okay, I'm wrong. I was, I was pretty darn close. How By many, some how many, definitions, how many did you say? What I said, 196. And, and oh wow! This, this okay, article okay, okay, also okay, cool. says by some definitions there are 197 countries. So I would say yeah, I but, had a pretty good compromise. Does this include places which are like recent, like Southern Sudan? I hope you're not reading an article from like 2008. Southern um, Sudan, Djibouti. Look, I mean, Southern not, Sudan and uh, what did you Eritrea. say? Two hundred and sixty. Two hundred sixteen. Two hundred sixteen. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. That's a lot. That's a lot. No. It's, okay, but uh, what, okay. I was, what, I'm, what I was trying to imagine, like, imagine, okay, even for the one hundred ninety-five, one hundred ninety-seven countries, yeah, that 
the countries that you know off top of the off the top of your head could probably be about 20 uh, i think i know more than 20 countries really yeah you've traveled extensively right i don't know about extensively i've 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 been to several countries i haven't been to 20 countries i don't think Okay, but, but you've traveled and seen, seen some, which is one of the one of the reasons. Um, I, um, one of the would bring me to one of the things that I wanted to talk to you to you about, which is going to be. Um, so you imagine all these other places with like their leaders and their food and their culture and what they find humorous and what they don't find humorous. Mm. Like what I might find humorous might be offensive to somebody else. Right. Like when I first moved over to the United States, I found some of the humor that um, my, I lost my sense of humor because people would not understand how what? my jokes were crafted, you know? Right. I, I think I'm a funny guy. You are a funny guy. Yeah. Not like funny, funny, like clownish funny, but like funny, like funny, funny. Like witty, like you make jokes. Like witty, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can make a few jokes to, make a, to keep the party going. But in the, first <laughs> <laughs> but in the first moments when I just moved over here, I found it, people would not really understand where the joke was coming from or how it's structured. And even with uh, my partner, Miriam, sometimes she would crack jokes and sometimes I would miss the sarcasm in it mm. because her, her sarcasm is just that very fast. Right. But um, after years of like living together with, with each other, I'm like, I, I know exactly when it's coming and I know how, bra how her brain thinks and it's funnier. Yeah, well, a lot of yeah. it's timing and a lot of it's delivery too, right? Yeah. So the fact that also you have an accent here yeah. would mean that you're, that's an extra disadvantage because people aren't necessarily expecting, mm -hmm. you know, a quick joke or a delivery. Like exactly. if they don't, if they, a lot of times uh, jokes are like, uh, you know, an element of surprise. Yeah. So if somebody hears something they're not used to and they yeah. hear it with a bit of an accent, they can be like, wait, what? Yeah, so... So um, we were having food at uh, there's a place called Cantas in 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 Los Angeles, and it's right Cantas? on Cantas. Cantas, Cantas, Cantas. I say Cantas. 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 Canters. Canters. <laughs> Are we saying can Cantas? I don't know. Is it Cantas? Okay, it's C A N T E R S. C A N T E R S. Cantas. So we had cancers on Fairfax and we were waiting for our meal and it was like freezing cold. And oh, can you mean that's a, I think that's a Jewish diner, isn't it? It's a Jewish it's a, diner yeah. on Fairfax because Canters. it's that street which has a lot of hip hop and a lot of Jewish people. They have a long standing open mic that I performed at actually Over when I first came to LA. Whoa. So right, <laughs> right when we were there, we were thinking about this, this dude who was just about to perform. Yeah. And me and my wife looked at each other and we were like, oh, damn, this is like you five years ago. So you performed at that house as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, open mics are so funny. <laughs> They're so, it's such a train wreck. There were every like time. seven people, bro. There were like seven people. Yeah, I know. And all of them now. were performing. Right? Oh, man. Oh, all yeah. of them were performing. Well, generally, that's how it works, right? You have to go there. They don't give you an order. They make you, they draw names out of a hat, right? Yeah, and then so because it's by chance that it means you that, but it means that because you have to wait to your number to get pulled, you're at least the audience for the person <laughs> performing. <laughs> oh wow, it's such a yo! I was telling you, like in this funny place, uh, it's where we usually go for like, because my wife is Jewish and you know Jewish traditions, and we don't have a lot of family in LA, so sometimes we just go over there 
and just have like celebrate a Jewish holiday in a Jewish um You go to Cantor's to celebrate Jewish holidays? Yes, and we eat like stuffed cabbage or some brisket beef tongue some, sandwich or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. some stuff like that. But there was this dude that just came through. He was moving and he was in like I think it was like early stages of like Parkinson's. Okay. And he was moving through and I think he realized that all he was struggling and all of us were looking at him struggling. Okay. So right as he passed us, he said, do not get old. Like, I might not even be deliver, delivering it really well, but the way that he said it, it was so unexpected that it took us all of us by, all, took all of us by, he told you by not, surprise. He told you not to get old? It, but it was the way that he delivered it that made it like really, really funny. And I remember... Um, how funny Jewish people are yeah. that their sarcasm and their their humor sometimes in the most mundane situations brings a smile to the face. Yeah. And he embodied that. Um but back to the conversation that we had about countries, our one hundred and ninety five countries. Oh, um, we'll go back. Um I never asked you for them from the period that I've known you, mm-hmm. right? You always mentioned having visited Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Tanzania. 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 You yeah. say Tanzania? Tanzania. <laughs> Sounds better. Yeah, Tanzania. It's like and I would like to know what what your experiences of what what was that journey like? What were you doing there? What's the first thing you saw? What did you expect before you got there? Let's begin with the first question. How did you get to travel to Tanzania? What were you doing there? Okay. So, um I was part of a teen mission program called Teen Challenge. And um, no, not called Teen Challenge. That's a totally different thing. That's a drug yeah. rehab program. That It was called Teen Missions. Yeah. And um, so it's set up it, that that organization has a boot camp. They call it a boot camp. They run it like a military operation. Yeah. In Merritt Island, Florida, which is like a swamp. Okay. Is it is that where they send like bad kids? Were you a bad kid and you're being sent there? Or it was like one of those things where... <laughs> No, this is one of these things where you raise money from your church Mm, for them mm, to give mm, you for mm. you know so that you can get the money for your ticket, yeah. To you know for the program, so whatever I had to raise a few thousand dollars, um, then you they you get on a school bus. I got on a school bus in Canada, yeah. I think at Yorkdale Mall, yeah. And you get loaded onto a bus, and then they drive all the way to Merritt Island, Florida stopping along the way, picking up more kids as you go. Okay. So it was a good, like, you know, over a day you on this bus. You mean Florida, Florida, like South Florida? Yeah. So from Canada to Florida, that's like six hours? No, that's, like, longer? that's like probably like 20 hours. Wow. Okay. S- you know, okay. 16, maybe it was something like that. But it didn't stop except to pick up kids. Mm. And the whole time, it wasn't like I was on a Greyhound with like a lounge seat. Yeah. It was a school bus. Oh, shit. <laughs> Was there Wi-Fi at least? No. Okay. Nothing like that. It even okay. gets worse. This was in this was in uh, 2001. Before buses had Wi-Fi. <laughs> Way before buses had Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, um, so the first thing they told us is like when you get to the when you get to Merritt Island, Florida, you're gonna get up the bus, and like mm-hmm. basically everyone packed their stuff in a duffel bag, like a, like the military, right? Yes. So your duffel bag's on the roof of this bus. Yeah. You drive all the way to Maradon, Florida. As soon as you get out, you're supposed to find your group leader, and then they're going to throw this duffel bag to you. And as soon as you get out, you start getting bit by mosquitoes immediately. It's and then, Florida. It's, and the, then it's, they, the, it's, the, it's the tropics, right? 
oh, it's so, yeah, but it's like a swamp. This is mm. like a really particularly terrible place. Yes. And their idea is, I think their idea is, we're going to make all these teenagers from America, mostly. I was from Canada, but there was mostly Americans on the trip. We're going to make them all deal with some really bad situations yeah. before they go anywhere else <laughs> so that when they finally get to Africa, they're going to be like, wow, this place is really nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and that, I would say that worked actually pretty well. But yeah, yeah, so then we you get a wheelbarrow and you have to like get to your tent site. And the whole time you're like carrying this wheelbarrow and your duffel bags in the front and you're pushing it down this dirt road yeah. and mosquitoes, like you just look down and there's like five or six mosquitoes on oh, one shit. arm and the next arm. And like, you don't really have time to stop and, br and brush <laughs> them off. And But the mosquitoes in the US don't have malaria, right? You can't get malaria. Um, not from the anymore, here. generally, no. Okay, okay. But you know, you you know, who knows? You can yeah. get like you can still get like dengue elephantiasis, fever. Elephantiasis. I don't something. think you get elephantitis, no. Is is it called elephantiasis or elephantitis? I always I always learned it as elephantitis, but I could be wrong. Potato potato. Potato potato. Yeah. Yeah. So um the the team that I was on, um the whole thing ended up sort of eventually seeming kind of ridiculous at at a certain point. Yeah. But um we were, we, it was a Christian mission program. So they were, they thought that um, it, what Tanzanians need was a bunch of, um, a group of about 20, 16 year olds to bring, <laughs> to, bring to them the, the message of Jesus. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, what we should have probably realized is that 60% of the country is already Christian, I yes, believe. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So they already knew. Um, but that didn't stop us from going. So, and at the time, you know, this was just, this seemed like the right thing to do. I was like 16 at the time. Yeah. You know, this seemed like a good, a good w thing. Were they like elimination rounds, like uh, full metal jacket? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you run oh, yeah, through high dose and some, kids some people yeah, get eliminated. Some people couldn't make it. Some yeah. people did not make it. Um, there was, this is the first time I was exposed to like, like, you know, the Southern Bible Belt kind of Christianity, mm -hmm. which is... Mm -hmm pretty colorful to say the least yeah. I, there was a and then we were also the other thing that was funny about it was this was like two weeks right and we'd have to wake up at four in the morning and run an obstacle course and like do all this do all this stuff Four a.m. in the, that's torture oh yeah at 16 <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was rough um I mean, not that rough but it was yeah. you know it was a little rough the, but uh the weird the the more bizarre parts was they started making us take malaria medication because we were going to a place where there was malaria yeah uh, or at least a chance of malaria and the ones they gave us i think was called larium and it's whatever however it works it's yeah. it's really psychoactive like they if you if you have a history of like schizophrenia in the family you're not supposed to take it yeah. or any kind of mental illness you're not supposed to take it because it sort of messes with your brain so we would <laughs> in africa wouldn't know it'd be just give it oh you have that okay have that have that there's no yeah yeah so but this was funny because we would all meet at night in a tent and they would have some minister yeah. giving a speech and uh and then sometimes we would all that would also be like right after we took our malaria medication yeah so then the speech would be especially hilarious like one time there was an older pastor that came out and he his, he was his job was to tell what he i guess what he the message that he wanted to convey was that like um, like all these kids should honor God with their language and, yeah. we, and they shouldn't be swearing, you know? Okay. <laughs> which, <Fuck>! is, <laughs> which is a pretty funny message. Yeah. But the funniest thing about it was like, he was pretty, oh, I think he must've been in his like late seventies or eighties or something. Yeah. He was very out of touch with 
anything about like what what swear words we even would have used. Yes. Because he said like, even here in this supposedly Christian place, when we walk around, <laughs> why is this sounding like Martin Luther King? <laughs> well, he was a Southern preacher. He's like, yeah. I can walk. We can walk around and we can hear the wicked words coming from the children's mouths. And then he proceeded to list them. He said words like Fanny. What? And tush. And even caboose. And when he said caboose, I remember falling off my chair laughing. <laughs> Because I don't think I heard anyone say fanny or caboose or exactly. tush. Isn't that like 60s, 60s like swearing? Oh, yeah. No, it was it was hysterical. Yeah. There was also um, one of the ministers was also like um, uh, like a, uh, like a gay conversion yeah. pastor. Oh, my God. Where he was like. I used to be gay and I used to go to all the gay places and do all those gay things. And he like looked off and you could In see he was an accent. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see though that he was like talking about it and he was getting a little hot and bothered. Yeah. And he's like, but now I'm free of that. And I've married my beautiful wife and have three children. And he like pointed to them. Yeah. And like his wife's in the front row and she's kind of like, <laughs> oh my and God. he's like, and now I never have to do any of those gay things again. And I, I don't know. This was I was still Did pretty he sound wrapped gay up. As he was talking about. Oh, it? he sounded super gay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he was definitely gay. Yeah. But he decided to get married and have kids. I just remember. I mean, this was like sort of even I think at the beginning of that whole like gay conversion therapy yeah. movement. Yeah. And I remember already feeling like this is weird. Yeah. This is not something's off about this. There was something off about so much of this. Yes. In fact, it's like one of the, it's probably one of the main reasons that I eventually decided that, you know, the church wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, talking about, when you're talking about people swearing and people, all this um, archaic, no, no, not archaic. That archaic is not a word. Like what used to be swears right now could as well pass for normal language. Yeah. Like you say tush. Tush. That was like. Or fanny. It was something that people wouldn't do back in the 60s. Yeah. And I remember back in Uganda, um, women wearing miniskirts mini was like, min, oh no, women wearing men's um, trousers used to be a thing that they were called malaya. And malaya is a word they use for slut. Oh, yeah. So years down the road right now, uh, everybody, members of parliament and respectable women all wear trousers right and you have some kind of suit that they put like a pantsuit you know <laughs> a pantsuit, yeah. like like hillary's pantsuit yeah yeah but years before that I, actually from the time um i was even still um i was aware of my surroundings when that was still going on mm -hmm. where women that were wearing trousers were called sluts yeah and wearing a miniskirt people men would try to undress the women because if you're a slut and you're trying to show us your thighs and blah 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 and all that other stuff then we, let's we deserve to see it all mm. but just a few years after that right now it's it's the norm and it's the accepted norm which puts more faith um or um in me for my society yeah that most of the things that we fuss about is actually just a matter of time be before they become normal. And all these women now, they get to wear pants. The women know? get to wear they, pants and, they, it, and it doesn't change anything about a woman's moral of course, cord. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. They, but they owe, that, they owe that 
privilege yeah. that they get to now enjoy yeah. to the, all those sluts that wore that before. Yeah, all the sl- <laughs> all the sluts that were undressed, all the women that wore panties, all the women that were called all sorts of names just to be able to dress in what you feel comfortable in, yeah. what you could work in, and for a woman to fight for her position. The women that are wearing pants right now owe that to those women. Just like the women right now uh, owe so much of their struggle to the suffrage movement. Right. You know, like so much stuff has has changed. And in society, most of the things that people oppose, um, oppose for that era or for that period of time, they just sound stupid 30 years ahead mm. or, 20, or even 20 years ahead. And right now the world is changing more rapidly that most of the things that people oppose, uh, five years is enough of a difference for the whole society to change its mind about something. Yeah, there's like a, the, whole, the whole cultural shift. Isn't it interesting too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. My my dad used to tell me that he remembered that he, he used to try to explain to me yeah. how completely outrageous it was when he first saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, and what was outrageous about it mm-hmm. was that these guys had hair down to their eyebrows. That, they that was outrageous. It was so. It it was like the only time a man would wear his hair that that long. Was if he was like homeless or something, <laughs> okay. and it was like they could not believe it. Like yeah. it, it was, it was sh- unbelievably shocking. It was like Kiss, you know, like wearing yes. like crazy makeup yes. and stuff. Yes. Like it was, yes. it was really shocking. Yeah, actually, when you're talking about the swearing thing, what I was thinking about um, in in that moment mm-hmm. was how um, Elvis Elvis Presley was on TV, and his first performance, he couldn't perform. Um, they wouldn't show the full screen. They wouldn't show below his. Is they call it portrait mode? They just like got it's just his bust, like above his navel, mm. because they said the way his thighs were gyrating and the way that he used to dance was so profane. Yeah. So people have been that uptight in the South, like for so long, because that was like Southern television. Yeah. Um and. Right now, looking at television and how how we see Game of Thrones and women are naked, and we have we have shows called Sex in Sex in the City. I know it's like a thing of of, of the past, but see how liberal and how times have changed. Yeah, you know, like that guy seeing the Beatles with long hair, hair long up to their their eyebrows, and he's like, only a homeless person would do that. Nowadays, people do it for fashion. Mm. So, um. Even in my own beliefs, like there's things that I used to believe in that have so changed, that have changed so much, you know? Yeah. And also in my society, I've observed like how time has impacted upon some beliefs. And I can only hope that time opens up even more eyes to to see more realities of life, you know? And right. Be open to things that... That, that that might not be familiar to you. So back to your going to Tanzania and then you're at boot camp and then all these funny things happen. How do you actually get to... So you survive uh, metal, full, full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Yeah, two weeks now, of that. Yes. Um, and, and hilarity. Just hilarity. Yes. Um, then we... Yeah, then we eventually are, have to take all these airplanes, right? Because we're going to go from like... Uh, like I don't know if where I guess it was like um, Miami to Newark to Rome yeah. to Addis Ababa yeah to 
Like, why, why would you go to all those stops? Because because there's no direct flight from Miami to Dar es Salaam, I guess. What? <laughs> Did you think there was a direct flight? Miami to Dar es Salaam. No, no, no. There wouldn't be a direct flight, but I would imagine it would be from um, Miami to JFK. JFK to... Um, JFK to Dubai or Amsterdam or... Dubai? That's a little out of the way, no? No. Dubai is like a very big hub for most of the planes going to okay, going sense. to Africa. Yeah. yeah. And because well, it would be Emirates. So what, what air, airline was it? Do you remember? Uh, Ethiopian Air. Oh, Ethiopian Air. Yeah. It was, there was some Shout out to Ethiopian Air transporting people since Hell Selassie days. Yeah. Ethiopian yeah. Air. You know what was cool is that immediately we got on and we're like, oh, dang, the music on here is cool. What kind of music was it? It was sort like, of like <laughs> video game reggae. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like MIDI. I think it was mostly, it seemed like it was composed on a MIDI keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it was like, and there was always like this backbeat yes, kind of thing. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that cool. sound annoys me. This that sound that you're talking about, mm -hmm. like I, I love Ethiopian music. I don't know what sound you're listening to, but I, I, the way that you've described it, the way that people play piano in churches in Uganda mm -hmm. is so annoying to me. Really? Like it's like some sound. Like even when I'm working with a producer and he tries to play piano like that. I tell him to not to go that direction. I want to find out what that is it's with you in the so studio. It's so annoying. And then it's I want to so put a whole record out of just <laughs> that organ music. It wouldn't make money, trust me. No? It wouldn't make, it's so annoying. Are you sure I couldn't get a deal with Ethiopian Air, maybe? No, Ethiopian Air, um, I think by that time, which, which year was that? 2001. I think they have moved a lot uh, away from that sound right now. Because that, <laughs> sound, that sound is what wakes you up when... Um, when most of the churches in Uganda um, are like praying and most of them don't know how to pray quiet. Mm. I'm a spiritual person. I pray quiet. When I'm talking to, to, when I'm talking to my spiritual being, my spiritual energy that created me, mm -hmm. that I do not even give a name, mm -hmm. that I don't understand fully, I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. We're having quiet conversations. I'm mm. having conversations of introspect. Mm. But most of these other churches scream in your ear. Right. My, my, my dad has a joke where he says, Katonda chila vi katawulida bantu oba katonda chaikova agenda agenda kufuna oba katonda chigala. And it means that maybe God is deaf because all these people are screaming. Like in the morning, the Muslims shout. Right. Allah, Allah. Oh, yeah. In the evening, it's oh, the no, Christians no. with it's, that piano. Oh we my to, god. We used to hear it. We used to joke about I mean, to me it was the first time I heard it in Moshi in Moshi. Yeah. And um so at night, you know, or like however many times, five times a day, is it four times yes, a day? Yes, Moshi is a very Muslim town, yeah. right? We used to go, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Funny kids, man. <laughs> yeah. The Muslims don't kill us, by the way. We haven't talked anything about Mohammed. We're just talking about how people call people for prayers. Yeah. They, they might come for your head. They might, yeah. Yeah, Bioma um, was talking about how, um, but how 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 um, foolish to be, or how um, sad, yeah, that we are we allow ourselves to be intimidated by that. When yeah, that, that, that's that's what he was talking about. That with with all this freedom of speech, you, you're allowed to have to exercise your speech. 
Yeah, but the fact that like no, you know, the cartoons that those journalists got murdered for was like Charlie Hebdo. Wh- wh- did they actually get murdered or they yeah, were arrested? No, the there was uh, a terrorist broke into their office and shot a bunch of people. Wow, was that was that the French? Was it French? It was in France, yeah. But then there was hardly any U.S. publications that published what those drawings were. In because they were afraid of what yes as, how, of how other people might react yes and I think that's bad I think they should have because we should have stood in solidarity with our with a cartoonist right to yeah. mock a religion yes yeah uh, you know as much as I do not agree with most of the things that other people do mm-hmm. I believe in their right to express those views yeah I believe in people's rights to express whatever they feel should be put out in the air that's why i don't accept the liberal censorship of art yeah in form of that right now you cannot say what you feel because everything you, it needs to be edited to be politically correct otherwise you're put in a box where you could lose your job and you're part of the problem yeah but the world has never gotten um, far the world has never been built by people just agreeing with each other it takes People are arguing about things and then they find better solutions. Right. Like if all of us were to agree and please each other, that means if we're not true to our feelings and we're not coming from a place of truth, then that means we are compromising on what could we could achieve as a society. So as and much t- as I don't agree... Win. What? What was that? And the terrorists win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm, but, but yeah... And, I'm going to defend two points. Like from, from those two, there, there are two things. Let me first finish the point of I agree in the in the right, in every right, everybody has a right to exercise their their freedom of speech. The cartoonists can do whatever they want. It's their paper. It's right. their newspaper. I don't give a fuck what you believe. It's that person's right to put that kind of um uh you have the right to impart. When I was reading stuff about the freedom of speech, you have the right to impart your ideas upon other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's through art. You can draw it. Sometimes you can say it. You can write it in a book. You have your right to do that. You can sing a song about it. You can sing a song about it. There's nothing more free in... Um, I've never felt more free than when I was able to cuss whenever I wanted to. Like, just to say the word fuck. Yeah. Like... Often I feel like saying the word fuck. You get me? Yeah. But me saying the word fuck is so liberating to me. It gives me my sort of freedom because I've never been able to say that without being put in a box. Because sometimes um, coming from where I come from, I'm put in a box of you're the role model. You're not meant to be any wrong. Mm. But uh, from my truth and in my introspect, you can be true to yourself and be true to your feelings and do good instead of being a pretentious fuck. Mm. Instead of being a tr- pretentious fuck, you can do good and express yourself however you want to as long as your actions speak for what you feel. You get me? Yeah. So most of the times I find our society is so bent on what the person says or how they say it instead of what's actually being done that impacts upon lives. You, um, okay. Yeah. You, do you want to just reiterate that second point? You lost me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me put it this way. Um, 
in society people are so concerned with a well-spoken politician mm -hmm. instead of what the politician actually does mm. if a person is well-spoken but at the end of the day they are not doing anything for your community what role does that serve i'd rather have a person who curses and expresses himself fully to get his point across and does things that are positive for society. But right now we are stuck, especially in the West, where everything has to be politically correct and you need to have a wife standing by your side and you need to have the staff family and your language needs to be trimmed and, you know, like limiting all kinds of expression, right. you know, in order to be a leader. And we are we have sanitized the whole image of a leader to be this meticulous um pious person you know yeah that who who is not even real people are not like that in their real lives but we as a society would rather be lied to than have a person speaking to you honestly and doing the deeds that they promised you mm. i don't care how you say shit. i don't care what you say as long as you get the point across I don't, I, don't, I don't care um, how you say it as long as you get the point across and execute what's good for the community. That's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. In defense of those as long, cartoonists. Wait, as long as it's good for the community? As long as it's good for the community. So you're not into it if it's not good for the community. Then who decides whether or not it's good for the community? In, in my earlier point, I said... Um, they have a much as i don't agree with so many people expressing their views yeah they should have that right to express them right. so even if i don't agree with you yeah i would prefer you to express your views fully yeah so yeah. if you if uh if um so basically freedom of speech should include the right to offend right like if, if these cartoonists get murdered yeah because they did something offensive mm-hmm the response shouldn't be, well, let's not publish that because it's offensive. The response should be, it's outrageous to murder someone because you're offended. That's not okay. Yeah, no, the law is already there. The yeah. law is already there. You cannot touch me if I said something offensive. Right. It would be assault. It would be murder. Yeah. It would be battery. Right. Right. But I have a right to say and express my views without... um slandering you in public i i didn't slander you personally right. that's where the limitation is right but if it's just your beliefs then fuck you mm. you get me fuck you i yeah. have a right to say whatever i want to say yeah well let's yeah. hope so let's hope so so yeah ethiopian air so ethiopian air that's where we are yes you're in ethiopian air in rome so what was fun about it was yeah. oh yeah we landed in oh I, I don't know if i took ethiopian air we might have got on Ethiopian Air in Rome. I don't think yeah. we took it from Newark. Anyway, we flew in actually to Rome at night and saw fireworks from, from the plane. And that was awesome. Was that New Year's Day? Did you arrive on New Year's Day? What was the No, it was the summer. I don't know. Just some Italian fireworks. Yeah. Didn't seem like it made any particular sense. But yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. Was it the Godfather's wedding day? Good, <laughs> the daughter's wedding day i don't think uh, maybe maybe it was okay. but anyway we got on and uh because it was before 9 11 um and because i was like uh oh this was before 9 11 yeah this is like a this before 9 11 this I was think 2001 should have an acronym on its, or, or, of its own well no but i visited the cockpit on every plane wow yeah and when we were flying from rome to addis 
I went to the cockpit um, flying over, you know, over Egypt. Yes. And I, we could see, and I hung out with the pilots for like an hour and a half in the cockpit. So I had the bigger window. Yes. And we, we could see the Nile just like snaking around the whole That's continent. so dope. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also it was just like from up there, you see it's just desert everywhere. But then there's like these little, you know, packs of green and farmland mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. hugging mm-hmm. the Nile as it snakes everywhere. Yeah. It was, you know, you really get a sense of like, oh, I see how important that river is to yes. anyone who tries to live there. Yeah. The, the, Nile, the Nile to me is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen or ever had, have had to experience. Mm. And it's the pride of my country because that's the source, like right there. Oh, does the is, Nile is flow into Uganda? Yes, it's where it begins its journey. Oh. Up north. Wow. So it comes, it and starts in Uganda. It starts in Uganda. And I've been making jokes all around Hollywood that it's the original Wakanda, you know? Yeah. Because I think the writer, the writer kind of describes the land, which is like my homeland. Yeah. And Uganda, Wakanda kind of rhymes. So. Do you ever just get in a canoe and f- try to float to Egypt? No, you wouldn't because they are rapids. People, people just do um, white water rafting. Okay. Or do bungee jumping on the Nile is really popular. Whoa! But also you have like these massive crocodiles. Like, they're oh. like the Nile has like those massive, like huge crocodiles that like roam the sh- roam its shores. So you don't swim it so much. No, people swim, but they swim on. Uh, I, I've seen people swim, and um, they s- they know where the croc the crocodile the crocodiles don't go where the water is fast. Oh. So it depends on how good of an experienced swimmer you are. So if you can swim really <laughs> fast upstream. And you can't swim upstream. I think they swim. I don't know. I don't know. But um, they find spots where to swim where the crocodiles aren't. Mm. But those crocodiles are bigger than you. They're like, they're like so tall and so big and massive. Nile crocodiles, Isn't I think, it? are like really, I think it's some of the biggest uh, crocodiles out there. Isn't it... Um the hippos that are the most dangerous? Yeah, but most of the hippos... Um, I haven't seen a hippo on, along the Nile, but I've seen most hippos. Hippos are the most dangerous. Hippos kill Hippos kill more Africans. And this might be wrong. You might fact check, fact check me on this. But hippos might kill more people in Africa than even mosquitoes. No the, way. Okay, mosquitoes kill more. I, I, I realize it as I said it that, that that might be wrong. But hippos are responsible... For killing more people than even lions, if I could mention. I'm sure they kill more than lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, so, just che- um, let's, so, let's just check. Let's just check right now real quick. How yeah. many people die from hippos? The deadliest... What are the world's deadliest animals? Yeah, mm. but like, Uganda has so many hippos. Uganda has so many um, crocodiles. We have so many... The national bird is called the crested crane. It's like gray, red... Okay. Um, black and some r- some yellow, and basically it gives our flag the 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 colors that it has. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. So it's a bird of grace. It's a bird of beauty, and yeah, it dwells in the swamps. It dwells in the How dry land. It? it flies in the air. Um. What's it called? It's called a crested crane. The crested crane. Yeah, that I think there are two species of crested crane uh, in the world, but we have the gray one. The gray one is our national. The gray crowned crane. Yeah, the gray crowned crane. Yeah, wow. and it has a crown on top of its head. It's like a really beautiful bird. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's endangered. 
it's very endangered. Um, so Uganda should do a little bit more on preserving that. And being a guy that, 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 that's passionate about preserving animals and that beauty, I think I should take it up as my responsibility to preserve first the pangolin, because that's my clan animal. It's most, the most trafficked animal in the world. The, pa- the what? The pangolin. The pangolin? Yeah, look it up. So the pangolin is called the Lugave, where I come from in Buganda. And from the pangolin, uh, my next responsibility would be the national bird. Whoa, that's right. Pangolins are like... Yeah, look at those beautiful shells, you know. That's my, that's my totem right there. That's your, that's you. Those are my roots. Like, my clan is named after that shit. Wow. Yeah. So the pangolin, the crested crane, and I think baboons my, my next favorite. Um, and then giraffes. I love giraffes for some reason. Giraffes and elephants. Giraffes are pretty cool. Yeah, Elephants but I think it's every pa- person's responsibility to take care of animals. And but I bet how, c- yeah. how can you like? Yeah. It's I t- I totally agree, and I I think we need to do that. But I think we're probably not going to be able to do that until until all the people are fed, right? Until like imagine all the people are fed. I don't know. I just think like yeah. if if you, it's hard to tell. I imagine it's hard to tell someone in a village. Um, or a farmer mm-hmm. that they need to protect the elephants when like the elephants are the main reason they lose their crops. Yeah, but, but there's some kind of... Um, I've, I've seen societies that have been able to have holistic approaches to, to that. Holistic approaches? Yeah, yeah, we have like a holistic approach where... Elephant yoga? <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. What do you yeah. mean by... Like what do you mean? Do, oh. Dog pose elephant? Oh, do you mean yeah, like? But, but I'm um, talking about like um, where you show the, the the farmers how beneficial the life of an elephant is to the whole community. Because mm. uh, to societies where tourists, the tourist dollar, pound, yen, or wherever it comes from, if you share the revenue that comes out of the tourism, yeah, with the local community, the local community is going to see more value yes. in having those animals there. But the problem is that the government just takes that money. Often in most African countries, in my countries, we've done a good job, actually. Mm. Um, the government has done so many things that haven't gone right yet, but we have done actually a good job of sharing resources uh, with the local communities. That's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Because with the, with the gorillas, you have the Batwa people um, from Western Uganda taking care of the gorilla population while also sharing the resources that come from the revenue. Mm-hmm. And I believe if that formula is replicated with so many other areas, um, like the Chinese do with the pandas, you know? Yeah. You know, like if we replicate that, it's our responsibility. We can eat. The, we are capable of walking and chewing gum as right. human beings. So we can protect the animals and also be able to protect the starving kids. Right. You know, we can gazette areas for protection and we can also have areas that feed everybody. But w- our governments sometimes have this challenge where they can only tackle one thing at a time. Yet I believe governments and societies should have a holistic approach to solving society's problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, did you sense. see any animals when you were in Tanzania? Uh saw a bunch of monkeys. I love monkeys, man. Yeah. What they were what cool. did you do you know the type? I don't. Um we didn't have uh you know, there was a bunch of things I wanted to do. Yeah. Well like we went right to the foot of Kilimanjaro, didn't climb the, to the top. Why? Uh Who goes to Kilimanjaro and doesn't climb Kilimanjaro? Me. 
but <laughs> it wasn't of my own choosing you know what i yeah, mean like i yeah, was yeah. i was with a huge group and that they were they were all about hanging up close to it but not climbing were it. they drunk or christians weren't drinking no they weren't drinking okay um yeah yeah so yeah went to i mean dar salaam moshi and mostly sort of like walked from moshi up into the foothills all around tanzania so it was yeah. beautiful it was super beautiful did you make it to dar salaam we did we did yeah did you love Dar es Salaam? What, what about Dar es Salaam did you like or not like? Well, we were just there pretty quickly. They yeah. didn't let us run around and, and too much. Um, but no, it seemed it seemed really cool. It's the kind of place I want to go back as mm -hmm. an adult. Mm -hmm. I would I would like to go back to to Africa with you. I would like to go back to Uganda and then make you see some of the spots that I that I think are dope. Mm. I would like to see Zanzibar again. I've been to Zanzibar twice. Cool. That's a place that I would just like go want to build a house over there oh, and just yeah. like live over there. And uh, I would like to go to this Zanzibar, this Seychelles Island. Um, uh, I would like to go to Gulu and there's a Gulu and then Chidepo. Like these are like really really nice places. That's cool. Like you could just build your house out there in the wilderness. And just fly with the chopper. We're gonna get choppers, right? <laughs> yeah, let's get choppers and monster trucks. Yeah, let's get choppers and monster trucks and go out to Chidepo <laughs> and protect the environment and then write books and you know. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. It just sounds good. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it was cool. I I, I, I thought the people were amazing, super friendly, the food yeah. was great. Uh, everyone was so um hospitable everywhere yeah. we went. Yeah. They were everyone wanted to share food and party and Mm -hmm. it was did you drink any beer while you were there uh we weren't really allowed to be any anywhere because near it's that. christian yes exactly. why do christians ruin all the fun jesus <laughs> drank wine for christ's sake yeah what um i think for it Christ's was, sake. i think it was the 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 <laughs> there's a joke i think it was like a the dutch reform did you get my joke i did okay I cool, did. cool cool yeah. cool i i thought you had missed it no the dutch the the joke was that um there was a there was a person i think it was a, it was a catholic or someone who asked a dutch reform guy why yeah. you know why don't you drink wine jesus made water into wine yeah and he said that's the one thing we have against jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh man like <laughs> like i do not get why people like for if if something tastes good and makes life better stop yeah. Like most of these other people like who are like reformers, conservatives and all of that other nonsense. Like most of them as as soon as something feels good and it adds the flavor to life, stop. It might be dangerous. It might be dangerous. Like come on. We were put on this earth to live our lives to the fullest, to live life out loud. You well, not me? according to them, no. According oh, I I was oh Sometimes I read the most nonsensical articles out there in, the, in, in life. <laughs> but sometimes I stumble <laughs> do you, upon... Do you Google that, like, specifically? Like, like sometimes I just go to Wikipedia and, like, spend time looking at shit. Mm. Or trying to understand the most mundane things about American culture, Western culture, and, and, and historical figures. And then I was reading about... Um, what, who are these guys who don't use power? The Amish. The Amish. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Amish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was I, an Amish community is really close I'm to where I I'm not trying to up. laugh at the Amish people. They might be up to something. 
it's I respect the Amish in a lot I of ways. I respect the Amish, yeah. but I mean they're definitely treading lightly on the earth and 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 messing things up a lot. Okay, we're back. Okay, they're they're definitely um, they're definitely messing things up less mm-hmm. than you should clap again. So you can edit. She can line okay. That so up. yeah, we lost the audio for a second. Yeah, there. we lost the audio for a second. But we are we are back with the Amish, with the Amish people and the buggies. Yeah. So that we, I grew up close to Amish people. There was a yeah. big community there, and they actually you have an Amish look. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're as a matter of fact, right now I, the uh, I did want to tell you something yeah. you know, about the way you know my life is going. Um, <laughs> no, Amish people don't believe you know don't uh, believe that they sh- that you shouldn't use electricity. So they live pretty much completely off the grid they do farming by hand they build but what barns. about what about jesus and god do they believe in jesus first of all oh yeah they're very christian so what about jesus and god says no to ele- why is electricity evil um i don't know i don't know what their actual reasoning is for that when do, when they get sick do they get operations or get operated on i think so I think so. I think you, uh, you know what? I need to research this a whole lot more. We need an Amish friend. The Amish are very, uh, a very strong community. Like mm-hmm. they share things amongst themselves. They, you know, the barn building tradition, when a couple gets married, they like get together and build them a barn. Everyone comes and like works like crazy. Everybody gets a barn. You get a barn if you get married. You get a barn. You get a barn. You get a barn. Only if you get married. Okay. But, um, but uh, their community is amazing. But if you... Uh, want to get a cell phone or you want to drive a car or you want to start using these sort of modern technologies they shun you from the community in a very serious way like you get you you're it's like you don't exist to them anymore that's, so that's every so Amish person can choose to to go into the world they can decide to leave yeah but, but they but they but they're not going to be accepted by the community anymore but but that's so unreal and maybe my i haven't really read so much about the Amish but Feelings are not like that, that you can just switch them on and switch them off. Feelings? Feelings are not like that. You cannot just switch on your feelings and turn them off. It depends how good you are at meditating. <laughs> <laughs> it may be, it may, yeah, okay, I need some work. So be, it, it, I, need, I still need, need, need more work in my meditation. <laughs> but the point that I was trying to make was that, and, and the, um, there's the Amish, and then there is the, the Mormons, right? Yes. So in those communities and the Quakers, the Quakers began developing um, bread which was unleavened mm. because they they believed that the bread which was which had leaven in it, the one that rises, kind of like has some kind of sweetness that could seduce you to evil. So all this shit that people chew, like the 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 the, the stuff which Quaker oats or whatever, which the stuff that doesn't have sugar, they su- they also have a little bit of sugar. But that stuff, it's it's rooted in trying to remove all the sweetness out of life, so you could just have that bread dry. Yeah. So that you can contemplate upon uh, how bland so you <laughs> and, can just, and sweet life. You can is. just eat that dry like, cracker. Fuck off. Just eat that dry cracker and contemplate not doing anything too crazy. Exactly. I don't know. Does it? You think it makes you do something more crazy in response? Of, of of course, of course, because um, every time I've tried to deny my body things that that um, that I've been used to um, enjoying enjoying in my life, every time I try to deny my body, my body tells send me, sends me messages and tells me 
uh, how it's feeling about it. Interesting. Yeah, we need to take a pause. Let's take a pause. Just a minute. Take a pause. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Clap again. You got three video cues to line that baby up. Oh yeah. We're back. Yeah, and I was saying about I, I was talking about how every time I deny my body something that it has been used to for a very very long time, yeah, it reacts like in the most aggressive way you know can you give me an example um we were talking about how we we all wanted to become vegan and there were like these very healthy choices mm-hmm. but when i denied my body beer i went like full vegan i denied my body beer is vegan but i didn't want any alcohol i wanted to completely live a healthy f- lifestyle and like a month. I cut out. I even cut out sugar in my life. Like I was just taking tea without anything, like and having no meat. But you had tea. The Mormons wouldn't have tea. They, uh, for real? They don't do caffeine. See, but uh, okay. And at that's least probably I, why at you least, fell astray. At least I was. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I was having tea. But after a month, my body went into this kind of withdrawal and some kind of depression. And it was letting me know that this shit was not what it signed up for. You get me? My 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 body was telling my soul, you're fucking around right now. Right now, you, you should stop fucking around and get back to schedule. And the moment I, I began <laughs> getting back to my normal schedule, yeah. I was happier. I was bouncing my ball and shooting threes. And life was much better again. I did that stint of... And not having anything alcoholic, not having anything meaty for about two and a half months. And I was miserable. So the moral of the story is, yeah, don't try to be a vegetarian and don't, no, try, don't to try to, be to quit drinking. Don't quit drinking <laughs> unless you're alcoholic. I don't know about that, my man. I think, um, I think you get used to stuff. I actually find like when I start eating really healthy for a while, I yeah. stop craving junk food. I only crave like vegetables and clean yeah. eating you yeah. know yeah and then when you start eating junk then you start craving that you know mm-hmm. so i think mm-hmm. like a lot of these a lot of sort of positive self-improvement things you have to do it long enough that it creates a pattern and then that's sort of who you become yeah that's what you want that's yeah you yeah i think i think to each his own you know because i i'm not a guy who naturally craves like fries and all this fast food that's not my first choice of things that i go to mm-hmm. but even in my moderation, because I believe I moderate a lot of stuff that I eat, I went to the extreme to be able to live the perfect life. The mm. perfect life of of no fries, no alcohol, no smoke. And it was during the time when I had quit smoking as well. Mm. So it was like, I quit all these things and it ended up costing me my happiness. I was more agitated. I did not want to talk to anyone. I was the nastiest person that I'd ever been. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I did not want to talk to people. I found everybody irritating and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? Yeah. Yeah, but the moment I got back to my normal self, I, like, this is what life is meant to be like. So you think to each his own. So I still quit smoking, but I quit all the bad behavior. Not mm. not the bad behavior. I quit all the behavior which I believe was impacting upon my life negatively. Mm-hmm. But 
a drink or two is not going to kill anybody. Right. You get me? It's not going to kill anybody. Well, it could kill you if you're allergic to alcohol. Are there people who are allergic to alcohol? There are some. Well, I'm not. That's why I said to each his own. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking until I die. I want to drink I want to drink until I die like ter- what did Terry Lannister say? I want to I want I imagined going out in my 70s or my 90s. Yeah. With a belly full of wine and somebody's mouth on my you know how the rest goes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so let's talk about the end of Game of Thrones. I was so fucking disappointed. Were you? I was so fucking disappointed. Did, did you, you guys th- watch that shit? What Game of Thrones, is that, is that the best that people could do? Oh, man, this whole season they found. I could in. have written that shit better. Yeah. And it, and My favorite part of being disappointed by this last season of Game of Thrones was watching the writers after the episodes try to explain oh, why they, they did they, what they I did. Didn't, I did not even wait for that bullshit. <laughs> that was the funniest part. No, do you know, I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping that that wasn't the final, that they're going to surprise us, with, uh, surprise us with an alternative ending. Because that can't be the ending of Game of Thrones. Are you fucking stupid? Are the writers that what stupid? Did you, what did you want to have happen? So this is not even my original idea. But okay. I saw an, an idea online because I've been a fan of Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm a Jon Snow fan, you get me? And somebody said, what if you just gave us a battle between Jon Snow and... Um, what was his name? Grey Worm. So that Jon Snow could fight for his freedom. Mm. That alone would have given us a better ending. And I totally agreed. I always thought Jon Snow was kind of the lamest character. Really? Yeah, he was kind of... Why? Because he bent the knee. Because he's just kind of like a... Loyal? A loyal person? He was loyal. He was just sort of lame. I, I was always irritated no, by him No, Jon Snow was... Jon Snow was the truth. Is, to be honest, the, my, I, I quit after, I think, the third season and then oh, picked it up uh, this season. Oh, you quit after the third season. Hey, hey, hey. But, I, but, um, but then I started again this season because it was like such a big Did thing. Did you right? skip a season? I skipped three seasons, I think. Then you don't deserve to be voicing an opinion on Jon Snow. Okay, fine. Jon Snow served Game of Thrones. Okay. I, don't, I, did, I stopped watching regularly because I found that I didn't care about any of the characters at all. I didn't find the stories compelling. Who I didn't did you find? Like Who did you find most drawn to? Who are you most drawn to? The this, the dragon story was cool. Your Danny and the story? dragon babies that was cool. Yeah. Um, the private army that she is liberated. She the slave. Is she army. beautiful in your eyes? Sure. Danny or Cersei? Who is who is more sexy? Uh, which one? Which one, Cersei? Cersei is the queen. The queen, the Lannister. Oh, queen. the Lannister, the evil Lannister queen. Yes, yes. Uh, I. I would have to say Danny. Danny, okay. Okay, Danny and um, the, the Stark, <laughs> this the Stark is sisters. It's getting so bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is. Okay, let's rank all the Game of Thrones characters. No, no, I'm just talking about the women. Okay. Like, I would like to know, I would like to see where your test is. Uh, like the Lannister sisters. You might say, ah, yeah, so. I mean, it's, they're. they're Between Danny and uh, Sansa. Uh, Danny and Sansa. Yeah, they're both they're both beautiful. They both got That's their own things going on. Don't become like the people on the left who can't choose. So you have to cho- what? Choose, choose one? one. Choose one. Yes. Probably Danny. Danny Sansa. Probably. Wait, who's Sansa? Sansa, the eldest Stark sister. Oh yeah. Okay, maybe her then. 
But have you seen Danny's assistant? Um, no. You haven't noticed Danny's assistant? She's the sexiest woman in Game of Thrones, hands down. Peter Dinklage? <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he, isn't he Danny's assistant? <laughs> oh, no, that's the hand. He's the hand. He's oh, the he's hand not of the, the assistant. He's the but hand. the assistant, the assistant is the is that other chick with the afro. Oh, yeah. But I'll I'll take I'll take Sansa ab- uh, over Danny any day. Well, yeah. There you have to it, each folks. his own. To each his own. To each his own. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't believe in to each his own. Why? Because my opinion is way better. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, but. Are all men created equal? Yeah. Are all pe- opinions... Well, the idea of are that... All, are all first opinions... First of all, you have to finish I that. See, yeah. You have to finish that because the idea... that What was said was all yeah. men are created equal in the eyes of God, which mm. was which is essentially saying... Because like, if they had said that and meant it the way we think about it now, then yeah. they would have had to abolish slavery then, right? Yes, yes. But when they said it, they were saying that to negate the idea that there is like a king that is divinely chosen because that's what every monarchy used to have to say. Oh, so that was the idea behind that. Yes. Okay. That there's no, there's no need for a divine ordinance that says that someone should be king, that that's Mm, not, that that's mm, not true. mm, 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 mm. That we're equal and we should govern ourselves. All men are equal in the eyes of God. Yeah. I've I've been reading some stories like lately um, about how many churches have been built upon the suffering of people. Mm -hmm. And, I've seen like from apar- apartheid, they call it apartheid in South Africa, and how their division in the ranking of people was based upon Bible stories. Mm. You get me? And also in Niger- uh, not Nigeria, in Ghana, there's this slave castle where people, there's a dungeon mm-hmm. where they kept on shoving the captured the captured people and on in that dungeon there was nowhere they would the slaves would relieve themselves right so they kept on shitting in that fucker so in that dungeon there's like a slab like if this is the concrete mm-hmm. there's a slab this high of human shit that's like become solid nice you get but on top of that, on top of the dungeon, is where a church is built. They used to pray every Sunday while they are doing that to people in the dungeons. Wow. Like, to me, that's, that's evil right there. That's pretty messed up, yeah. Like, if all men are created equal in the eyes of God, like, these people are, like, so, so, so twisted. And they never saw... Maybe they never saw... Uh, Africans as humans and yeah. that was the explanation that is the explanation yeah probably I mean well again that quote was to mean that you don't need to have a king or a queen mm. that's what that was initially intended to mean yeah and then we reinterpret it to mean all people once we once it became you know morally obvious that yeah. slavery is immoral yeah that wasn't people didn't for some reason they they didn't put that together at the time, or at least the mainstream culture didn't. Yeah. Which is crazy. It seems crazy to us now, right? Yeah, it seems very crazy to us right now. Did you see the idea? Did you see um, in Game of Thrones where 
I forget for his, what his name is. The, the the fat boy, the fat boy who was in uh yeah uh, 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 the watch the watchtower the yeah, watch yeah, who only suggested democracy. Like what if the yeah, people and they all laughed. <laughs> There was a pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give them credit for that suspense because there was suspense, and then all of them just burst out and laughed. Yeah. yeah. What's great? What's great is uh, like what an impossible at the very, idea. At the very end, it's like they decide, like, okay, so I guess just the rich people will decide now. Yeah, all the rich people will decide for all the other people, and that's what's still going on after now. That's more or less what's going on right now. Yeah. We should recall. We should wrap this podcast up. I think. Yeah, I think and. Uh, I think what 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 is the moral moral of the story here? The moral of the story, I think, to me, is the more people travel, the w- the more their their minds open up. The <laughs> oh, more yeah, well, the more you experience <laughs> things, and the more time impacts upon beliefs. Those beliefs change. Right. Like the ideas that are laughable at right now. When you look at slavery. And what the Bible says about slavery. You, if you Google slavery in the Bible and what the Bible s- says about slavery, you'll find so many verses that condone slavery. That are saying, oh, you should beat your slave until they are A, B, C, and D. Uh, the slave should be uh, obedient to their masters. But those are, those, those, those are phrases that right now we can laugh at. Mm. When you look at um, what I was telling you about the dressing of women, like in my country, women that wore trousers, pantalo. If you were the pantalo, you were slut, mm-hmm. you know, but right now it's the norm and ministers and respectable women uh, wear these clothes, you know? Yeah. So once time begins up impacting upon beliefs and the more people travel and experience things, society begins to change. So the moral of the story for me throughout this whole podcast, I think, is um, never be so set in what you believe that you're not willing to consider another another frame of thought. What what did you get out and, of this? And to each his own. And, let, e- and let me end by telling... <laughs> to each his own. And let me end by just uh, telling yeah. a quick story, which was like maybe my favorite, one of my favorite, most memorable parts of my trip to Africa. Yeah. We were all in the back of this safari truck driving to the desert. Mm-hmm. And we'd been like going around all day and the roads were, you know, really, really not great roads, yeah. really bumpy. And we were all in the back of this safari truck holding yeah. onto these bars, right? Yeah. And the, the driver stopped and picked up four of his friends that were just like, I guess, local Africans. Yes. It was two, two men, two women. Yeah. And they came in the back and we had our translator with us. Yeah. So then we just then we're all there, and they're there with the groceries. They're on their way home. Yeah. And then I, I, I asked the translator. I said, you know, Zach, ask them if they'll sing us a song. Uh huh. <laughs> and they broke into the most beautiful four-part harmony I've Are ever heard in my life. Me? Yeah. And the sun was going down, and it was like the Savannah Plains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like the Lion King soundtrack, but like the real version. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> The authentic thing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So the other moral of the story is um, don't be afraid to ask. Never be afraid to ask. And never be afraid to ask a safari truck full of Africans to sing. They will be glad to. Like in Africa, (laughs) we sing, we dance. Like that's that's the thing that people do. It was Uh, awesome. What you're talking about um, asking... um, Every time I've been afraid to ask and I've seen other people ask and it has been granted, I've felt disappointed in myself for not having had the, 
have had the courage. Mm. So it's one of those things that I'm working on even as me, as a human being, that if I want something, I go out there and get it for myself. If I, can't, if, if, if I can't get it for myself, I'm going to ask somebody to get it for me. All right. You get me? Yeah. So this has been the Zambaland Podcast. It's your boy GNL Zamba and Ben Wilkins telling us about his journey to Tanzania or Tanzania to most of you out there. And uh, join us next week. We'll be having more special revelations, having more stories, you know, and whatever that you're doing out there, remember in your life to be open-minded. Be open-minded to everything because you don't want to hold on to an idea right now that's going to embarrass you to your grandchildren in the future. It's your boy, Jim. Peace. Baboon Force. A legend. Uganda Yanni. <laughs>